Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Tuesday, June 6, 2023. It's 11.04 a.m. from the Pacific Northwest Coast, Oregon. Uh, beautiful country out here. Uh, it's a sunshiny day. See, this is, if this was radio, then you would, you know, you would need to hear this description. Anyway, welcome to Elijah's Dreams. We are in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and loving it. So we're going to have Andrew Whalen come on in just a few minutes. He is the prolific dreamer, probably the most prolific of anyone that I've ever met and had this kind of relationship with really good stuff, very accurate portrayals of what God is saying. It's, it's not like he doesn't tend to say, I think I saw this and this kind of made me think of it. it's kind of like this happened, this happened, this happened. So really good stuff. Really good stuff. Johnny and uh, Enlo and I are uh, doing a lot with Andrew and uh, just I'm just um, honoring him publicly for the gift that God's put in him. So um, I just encourage you to really tune in and listen to these streams. I think we've got seven of them today, so it's going to be great. So uh, before we bring Andrew on, let's qu- play a quick reminder of the wells we're digging for these beautiful people in Uganda and around the world. Here we go. We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water. And thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water wells that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. I'm here with Pexon's family. Pexon is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water wells were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. Such beautiful, beautiful people. You know, we've talked about in the last few days about... um, this is just of interest um, that we're going out and see, you know how we've said people can apply for grants for uh, some of these major projects, whether it's human trafficking grants in that or grants in water projects. Uh, we will also be applying for grants. I mean, I'm just telling you because you're our viewers that we'll be applying for grants from major companies, major corporations uh, who would then uh, donate uh, or gra- provide grants to Elijah stream so that we can continue to do more and more of this so that when that happens, more of you who apply for grants from us will be able to get those grants because the, the coffers will be full. You, We will continue to grow our giving probably to a dizzying pace because you're going to love with the things that we're planning and doing. And um, we want to keep the kingdom expanding, always expanding. And one of the ways you do that 
uh, is bringing more salvations and, and more like the water wells continue to bring salvations and glory to God. So if the things you are doing result in praises to God, that's kingdom. That's kingdom. So thank you so much for your donating to us. If any of you know of a great uh, company that uh, you think would be amazing that offers grants to someone like us, be sure and put it in the description, not the chat because that disappears on it, but put it in the descriptions or email us and say, this company would be perfect for you. They give grants all the time to companies like yourself. Let us know. We don't have a, a official anything set up for that, but just put it in there. And we'll filter it to the right person to follow up on that. So, all right. I think that's it. Time to bring in Andrew Whalen. So here we go with Andrew. Andrew Whalen, how are you today? Good, Steve. Thank see, you. See, we were talking off there. You got a haircut since I saw you last. So looking sharp, looking snazzy. So tell people about your, because uh, I mentioned earlier that we're doing more and more with you. Johnny and I are doing more and more with you. Talk about your family, kids, and anything that would help us know you better. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, interesting to note, my wife and I uh, and family, we have three kids. Wow. And um, our oldest is 16, and then we have um, 12, 16, 12, and 10. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, so we are keeping busy and we actually just moved from the DFW area to central Illinois region. Wow. And you went from red to blue, to blue, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was at the direction of the Lord. And yeah, I, I assume so. But, uh, you, do you find yourself having to guard your speech more over there? What you say? Uh, not yet. Probably because nobody knows I'm here yet, but okay, you know, there you go. Um, eventually we'll we'll see what happens but sounds yeah. good now and now isn't you isn't it true that your wife is a dreamer as you are a dreamer? i don't know if you if you can quantify that does she dream as much as you do you know she does not dream as regularly as i okay. do but she has very prophetic dreams when whenever she wakes up and says she has a dream i'm like uh-oh someone or something's in trouble because uh, <laughs> oh, she's one of those dreamers you know, i know people like that there's there's they almost always dream when someone's in trouble as being now is it that she she dreams it and therefore she kind of has to go share it or is it she dreams it and then has to pray it what uh how would you describe that you know i think it's been a learning process along the way but i think we learned that maybe we should uh pray about these things first um, and then, uh, if we feel the prompting of the Lord or, or maybe an urgency on what we've seen yeah. in order to share it with the person, then we will share it. Um, and there's a couple times where, you know, she's shared some things that is, it's been, man, really significant and important that she shared it. So that's really good. There are some times though, you know, by what we're seeing, I, we feel like, um, we call them shield dreams. So we believe that God will give us uh, dreams as warnings. They're like they've, they've the enemy is planning to do something in someone's life. Yeah. Uh, which is the shield of God's favor over them. And it and it it's like a blip on the radar. We pick it up and then we can go and pray into it or tell them, hey, we just really feel like you need to be aware of this or watch out for this or pray into this. And that's really good. Now, I had uh, people know that we do a lot with Yvonne Atiyah. Um, 
and she gives me revelation almost every day, not every day, but almost. And today she said, I saw these things, this warfare from people's tongues and they were coming in and trying to hit you. And they, they were like flour. There was no solidness. They would hit the wall and just dissipate. There was nothing. But so I thought, okay, the God's telling us that we're protected, but there was a second part to the dream. I think, I don't know if it was a dreamer or a vision, but it may have been the latter, but she said, nothing was hitting you and this is the word of the lord to you you need to put the armor on every day and i thought oh well that's kind of a it's almost like saying i'm protecting you on my own now but you need to be praying the armor on every day and i don't i don't tend to pray that prayer but now i need to do that so you know but i think it's job that talks about words in the night as warning so i think i think dreams are probably more warning than most people think and then then no, so anyway, well, Andrew, let's get going. We have seven dreams, I think it is. And uh, the first one is what Johnny mentioned on the show the other day. And I said we'd share that, or I think I said it or inferred it. But talk. so this is the dream that Johnny mentioned. I don't remember if he read it or just shared. Yeah, it's about the seven seals. Go ahead and cover yeah. that. Yeah, so yesterday I woke up um, and I, you know, just as a, a note, I did not know what Johnny was going to be speaking on at all. Um, but I woke up uh, from this dream. So in the dream, I was standing along a street called Madison, which I found out means mighty in battle. Um, Johnny wondered if, you know, I wonder if it means like it's, uh, you know, Madison Avenue, New York. I'm not really sure. But uh, as I stood along the street called Madison, I noticed it was now a deep river and I wanted to jump in and swim, but suddenly I saw something else swimming in the water and I thought it might be something dangerous like an alligator. But then I realized swimming in the water were seven seals, uh, like, like the sea lion kind of seals. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, how, you know, these things in dreams, I don't know. I just knew I looked down there and I, I knew, oh, these are the, these are seven, there's seven seals. So and you, and you dream this, you're not trying to discern that Johnny's talking about seven seals. You're just dreaming about seven sea lion looking. I think there's a technically two different animals, but, but a seal and a sea lion. But anyway, that's what you're seeing. Yeah, exactly. So they were swimming all around and me, and there were others standing on that, uh, stream or that river. And we all felt safe after we knew they were seals. We felt safe to jump in. Um, we did not consider seals as dangerous, but before I jumped in, however, I asked someone next to me, I said, can these seals hurt you? And the person said, these seals have the power to kill you. If you play around with them, then suddenly a seal jumped up out of the water and it was, you know, it, it was kind of in a slow motion where I got to see its face up close. Wow. And I knew I, I'm looking at this seal when it jumps out of the water. And I had a knowing that, <clears throat> that this is the fourth seal in the group. And um, when I looked at it, its face went from nice to uh, nice and unthreatening to a fully fanged, deadly look with an intent to kill Gee. so i knew in the dream that to swim among these seals was dangerous if we played around and i knew that if you were going to go into this stream with these seals you had to be very sober cautious watch 
uh, and watchful in order to navigate. And so that was the dream. I woke from it and I prayed later that morning. And I was just honestly, you know, it's funny. It, it seems kind of common sense now as I'm reading it, but it took me a while to even like have it hit me. And I was thinking, oh, the seven seals, I think, isn't Johnny, hasn't he been talking about this? So yeah. about 30 minutes before his call yesterday, I sent him this text of this dream. And he said, do you know what seal I'm talking about today? I said, no, I have no idea. And he said, it's the fourth seal, which is death. So that was the dream. And the, and that the fourth, in, and you knew it was a fourth seal. He, he was, said he was going to talk about the fourth seal after you told him that. I'm just make sure we got that. I mean, that is so, and it's like a pun or it's a, you know, you're talking about seven seals and God's just telling you, you would have, he could have told you seven wax seals if he wanted to, but he made it just even clearer. It's like seals, seven seals, the fourth seal is deadly. And that's what he was talking about. That's amazing stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and I, I I think there's more to it, but at the very basic level, I would say Madison Street, some of the ways I think God just speaks to me is in the context of warfare. So I feel that he's saying, hey, you have to be, you you can't be in this uh, stream or this hour with these seven seals uh, playing around. You have to be mighty in battle and you have to be awake. You have to be vigilant. You got to be aware uh, that there, that these things can kill you if we let the enemy usurp our authority. If we don't stand up and take authority in Christ, these things. Yeah, and, see, and that's what I just described with Bonatia giving me that word. You got basically, it's kind of the same thing. You need to put on the armor every yep. day, and so my wife and I stopped to do that. But that's this yours has a lot more specifics in it, and it had to do with this teaching. But both of these are saying, "Be careful, put on the armor. Be, be careful. You could this could kill you if you're not careful." So God's warning, 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 which is His grace and His love and His kindness to warn us. So good stuff. All right, let's jump into uh, this. The title of this. Did you create the titles, or is this Julie? Do you know? Just so I know. Uh, let me look here. Um, the shift of prevailing winds. Oh, I think I created these. She might have. Oh, good. Okay. Just so added. I know. How, okay. So this is the second one of seven. Shift the prevailing winds. So go for it. Yeah. yeah so um, basically this, this first one was not necessarily a dream. It was a word I heard from the Lord. Um, okay. this, this happened probably within the past year. And um, I heard the Holy Spirit say, Andrew, the prevailing winds over this culture is the spirit of Jezebel. It's the prevailing spirit over this culture. Right. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, shift the prevailing winds. And, you know, scientifically, I don't know much about the prevailing winds. I right. just think they're, they're the, they prevail. They're the steady ones. They keep going in the same direction. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, uh, I'm empowering you. I'm, I'm wanting my people to rise up and shift the prevailing spirit over this generation. Oh, wow. And so I, I pondered Jezebel and, you know, you can read about Jezebel in the book of Revelation, the spirit of Jezebel, um, chapter two and 20 through 21. It says, but I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads my servants to be sexually immoral and to eat 
food, sacrificed to idols. Even though I've given her time to repent of her immorality, she is unwilling. And, you know, I began to think and ponder um, Jezebel. And I began to think, you know, I looked into that scripture and that Greek word uh, for that sexual, her teaching that, that leads into sexual immorality, that Greek word is uh, porneo. It's where we get our word pornography from. And, you know, I just pondered how this day and age, our culture is under a plague uh, of pornography. You know, not just America, but really the nations are under a plague of pornography. I think it's the teachings of the spirit of Jezebel that are looking to defile and infiltrate on every level. And it's, it's creating incredible damage, incredible harm. And so it is a prevailing spirit. But the Lord, I believe, is saying we don't have to allow this thing to prevail any longer. So um, moving forward. Well, let me ask you, because is, yeah. is, this, um, that's, is this a different dream you're about to go into? Um, yeah, I, I was just going to go into a, another part of it, but go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask on this one part. Um, I I didn't know if you had anything to clarify about what do you mean the teachings of Jezebel? Is there a specific thing like grace will cover everything or what, what kind of teachings, if you know? If you don't, that's okay too. Well, you know, I would say the the scriptural rebuke about the toleration of Jezebel is that, you know, this spirit calls herself a prophetess and okay it's basically prophesying it's saying i know a better way than the way of the lord i know a better word than the word of god and i really believe that much of what we're facing especially june being pride month i mean you can oh, feel wow. the 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 dominance yeah. of that spirit the indoctrination of it saying we have a better way we know what's right Really what it's doing is it's inviting people to participate and accept sexual immorality, um, perversion. And so it is the teachings of Jezebel and it's prophesying. I mean, it is prophesying to a whole generation and it's coming through, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and the, the, the sobering part to me, even though this is not a very long scripture that it refers to, but it says, even though I have, even though I have given her time to repent of, of her immorality, she is unwilling. In other words, I gave her time and yeah. she's not willing to repent. That's, that sounds ominous. So anyway, go yeah. ahead with your second part. Well, to add to what you just shared, Steve, you know, I believe that um, that is a good indication of the uh, characteristic of the spirit of Jezebel. Um, it won't repent. It's it's okay. completely bent into rebellion and left alone. It you know repentance is metanoia. It means change of mind. This thing will not align with the truth ever. It is always going to rebel. It's a rebellious really? spirit. And in fact, the the name Jezebel um, it really means cannot cohabitate. So in other words, either that spirit you know it will not align peacefully. Uh, with two different streams, it will, you either have to submit and completely tolerate and, and receive the spirit of Jezebel, uh, or you get uh, the death threat, you get killed. That, that seeks to dominate. That's good. And so anyway. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, well, yeah, go ahead. And then did we, uh, that part B, did you hit that? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. No, so I'm going to okay. I'm gonna share this because this is a pretty significant um, encounter. Um, so let me just share how... Sure. I had a friend who had a dream and he's been a real prophetic dreamer for me. And in his dream, he saw me and he was giving me the word of the Lord. And he said, Andrew, if you will come clean in every place you have tolerated Jezebel, you know, and in at any point in your life, you j- you're dealing with that, th- that uh, toleration, that sexual immorality, the lust, the, all the stuff that comes with that uh, Jezebel type spirit for generation. He said, if you would come clean, in other words, don't stay under it, get out of the shame of it. Just come into the light, you know, repent of it, renounce it, just come clean of it. He said, you will have immunity from Jezebel's attacks. And in the dream, he saw that I would begin to move in authority uh, among the nations with uh, basically taking authority over Jezebel everywhere I went. And the key yeah, the key in that dream was come clean. And so um, it, that's actually scriptural. If you in that same passage I read earlier about uh, when Jesus confronts the church of Thyatira and about the toleration of Jezebel, if you follow on to the end of that passage, it says, he who overcomes, I'll give you authority to rule the nations and so uh, or r- authority over the nations. And so there is a dimension of authority we gain when we do not submit or yield to the tolerations of Jezebel. So I took that word he gave me and said, well, then I need to, I want to come clean. I want to be as real as I know how to be because I have had battles, so many battles in my life uh, over this, the realm of pornography, lust, those kinds of things have taunted me. Um, But I believe the Lord allowed me to understand firsthand uh, what was taunting a whole generation. And it wasn't the Lord tempting, but but the Lord used what the enemy meant for harm so that I could really get, you know, weapons and authority to help free and speak to a generation about this. So um, I remember this was shortly after I was married. I, I'd had several years as a teenager dealing with um, just pornography and and dealing with this stuff and then when I got after I got married I'd been free for several years of just any of that and um, went through a season of depression not because our marriage was bad or anything it just was a just a season of depression there's another yeah. Story of that. Yeah. but during that season of time I felt really attacked um, even by this spirit and um, I, I began to I, I there was one or two months, I think it was about a two-month period of time, where I was feeling my soul being pulled. It, it mm. felt like witchcraft. It felt like, I mean, it, it felt demonic. And I, I felt this temptation to just to go back into a stream of pornography. So during that season of temptation, I was getting phone calls on my phone that said restricted number. And it would pop up on my caller ID, it would say restricted number, and instantly fear would come over me. And 
it's interesting. This would happen once or twice a week. What, for, what were you fear of? Is the fear that it was a, uh, a, a temptation or what? No, honestly, I, I couldn't even describe it. It was almost like there was something in the spirit attached to these phone calls where I literally just felt fear come over me. And I had no like rational explanation for why I would feel the fear. Yeah. And when this happened, I never did answer the phone calls. So finally, I called up a friend of mine and I said, man, um, I need some accountability. Can we meet up? So we met up and while we're meeting and talking, I said this phrase to him. I said, you know, the whole goal is Satan just wants to get uh, a foothold or a hook. If he can just get a small foothold or a hook, he's got you. And, and then he wants, I said, what he needs is a stronghold. That's what he needs. He's looking for a stronghold. So I said that the whole goal of the enemy is to get a stronghold. So when I said that, immediately the phone call, the phone rings. It's that restricted number on the caller ID. Fear comes over me. This time I decide, well, I'm going to answer it. I don't know why. I'm just going to answer it. So I pick it up and I say hello. And on the other end is this very eerie kind of womanly voice. And she says, um, she says, hey, baby, how are you? And I say, uh, who is this? I, who are you? She goes, you don't know me. I know you very well. Uh, we're very familiar. I'm very familiar with you. Uh, we've been uh, together many times. I've watched you for many years. I've, what? Yeah. And I, you know, by this time I'm like, I'm a little like, this is really weird. This is. <laughs> yeah. So I finally said, I said, okay, what is your name? Who are you? I don't know who you are. Then she responded and said, my name is Cassie Stronghold. And oh, wow. Yeah. And then instantly I heard in my spirit, uh, the Lord say, I'm teaching you by the spirit what's coming against you. And then I heard the Lord say, renounce this thing. So I, I prayed. I renounced it. Um, I said, I don't know who you are. I don't want any part of you. I renounce you in Jesus name. Amen. I click. And, you know, after that happened, I looked up the name Cassie. By the way, if anybody's named Cassie, it's not a bad name. It's just yeah. the Lord was using the name to kind of point me to something. And he showed me that uh, Cassandra was known as like a false prophetess um, in some of Greek mythology that worshipped at the altar of Minerva. And so um, Cassie or Cassandra meant the enlightenment of man. And Minerva is really a, a goddess of war that, that makes war against man. Um, and, and so this was something God was trying to piece together and saying, Andrew, you're, you're being uh, confronted with by a spiritual entity. And if you want to just call it Jezebel, that's essentially what God was saying. There, there is a, a demonic assignment against you in this generation um, and it's a Jezebel spirit. It's seeking to indoctrinate the hearts and the minds with sexual immorality, with idolatry. And so fast forward, you know, I took that as a, a real warning from the Lord and said, I need to be I need to be on guard. I need to be at war because if I play around with this stuff, it, it, it will kill me. It'll kill my family. It'll kill my destiny. Yeah. So later that year. 
um, I remember the Lord said, Andrew, take this, all of the stuff you've dealt with in the past year, all the areas you feel like you, you had toleration or compromise and come before me and wash your hands in my blood. That's what the Lord told me to do. So I said, okay, I'll do it. So I go before the Lord in prayer and I, I take all of that past year and I say, God, right now I just wash my hands in the blood of the lamb. And the moment I went like this with my hands, instantly that phone rang again and it was restricted. But this time, no fear. I didn't have fear over me. And I picked it up boldly and said, hello. And the, uh, there was no voice. It was silence on the other end. And then I heard click. And instantly the Holy Spirit said, that spirit has been cut offline. And so that was a profound learning experience for me. Well, I got to ask, people are going to wonder, did those calls stop or what, or did you still at that, that point? The, that was the last call that ever happened. Wow. And you, okay, say that again. You were standing in some room and you went like this and said what? Yeah, I felt the Lord say to take my, the past year of my life where I had, I had battled, I had tolerated, I had compromised, I had any, any sort of participation with Jezebel and that spirit. And I, I heard the Lord say, take it all and wash your hands in my blood. So I went like this. I said, I wash my hands in the blood of the lamb. The moment I did that, that's when that thing. Uh, wow. Wow. And that's when that call came through and the Lord said, it's done. It's over. Basically. Yeah. Uh, I wash my hands. In the blood. I hope people are listening and maybe writing that down. Um, wow. So um, I got to ask you this because some people are thinking when you did this, had you already gotten victory over all those things or what were you doing that even over things that maybe you hadn't fully gotten victory of yet how would you say that um i would say i had been walking victorious at that point but i okay. but i just had had the conviction of the holy spirit to in in one sense say if there's any legal access or open doors i've given the enemy because i have compromised tolerated in, indulged in any way, you know, I know I've already repented. I know I've already, but I just felt the, the prompting of the spirit say, Hey, let's seal this in the blood. Let's let's get all of it washed this whole past year, you know, and that's good. Um, and so I think it was a real power moment. It was a moment of power breakthrough. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. I know that's going to, there's a whole lot of thousands of people who are going to do that. I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of thousands this way. I, and, and I just bless all of those that do that. Bless it. I'm going to do it, you know, because everybody has areas. Everybody has of that they've walked through. And let's say that there's someone out there and they go, well, you know, yeah, I had victories. But there's a couple of things that I let's say someone's saying there's a couple of things I haven't yet fully gotten victory. Do they do the same thing? Repent yeah, and do that. Not? Yeah. Why okay. not? You know, okay. I, hey, the blood of the lamb, you know, yeah. it's, it's the power uh, of God. I just, yeah. You know, one other thing I like to encourage people with is, you know, for a long time, it was hard when I would battle or I'd have struggles or I would yield to, to sin in these areas. I would come under a wrong identity and it was, and shame would hold me under. And um, the Lord had to teach me how to, break the power of those cycles through having a right identity. And yeah. that, 
that's really important too, to know that, you know, we've, we're brand new in Jesus Christ. And because of that, our new nature is not, uh, it's not given to sin. And so we can, we can acknowledge where there is sin or where we do fail. We can turn from it, repent, receive his forgiveness. Good. Really good. Wow. Okay. So in July of 2017, this is an older dream. And, and are you, I see this one has Jezebel in it. Did the, did you feel that the Lord said, pull out the dreams about Jezebel? Is that why we're doing that today? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I believe that this is going to have a, uh, good. this storyline is going to make a lot more sense by the end of this, good. this show. So, good. Um, and let me back up and say this too. I remember as a young boy, I had um, black eyes all the time. I, whether I was falling off my bike, I was in Nerf battles, Dang. getting you know, <laughs> Nerf darts shot in my eye. You know, I'd run into brick walls. I, I mean, the craziest things. And it wasn't until um, probably in my late 20s, the, the Holy Spirit said, Andrew, those were um, natural indicators of where the enemy has tried to destroy your life. He's hated your vision. He sought to corrupt, defile, blacken, and darken your vision. And the Lord told me he's used those assaults of uh, demonic witchcraft, of sexual immorality, pornography. You know, he's, he's charged it against you. And not only me, but I believe there is a whole generation that's come under that onslaught as well. So, um, well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, good revelation. Very good revelation. And, you know, that's interesting. We were talking about signs that the Lord gives you. I mean, in here, God just pointed out a natural thing that always happened, and then he teaches you from it. That yeah. was a natural sign to tell you, I was talking to you. This is where the enemy is going at, has been going after you. But very good. Yeah. All right, Absolutely. so let's talk about this one. Okay, so in 2017, um, July, I so I had <clears throat> I had a dream, and I looked and saw a large school gymnasium, mm-hmm. and on one half of the court I saw a church service, and hundreds were gathered there for worship. I looked and saw that on the other side of the court there was an award ceremony. There were dozens of kids, youth, and young adults sitting down, and dozens more were now entering through the door to find a seat. And I looked and I saw a woman conducting this award ceremony. I somehow had revelation that she was the spirit of Jezebel. And in the dream, Jezebel was handing out trophies to anyone in the gymnasium who would be willing to rebel against God's created order to experiment and participate in the LGBTQ lifestyle. She was giving awards. It was trophies. So in, in the dream, I looked again and saw that the people on the other side of the court who were worshiping God were not paying attention. And they were unaware of what was taking place wow. right, right behind them. So suddenly a prophetic fire, like just an intense fire, gripped me. And I ran up to Jezebel with an incredible intensity, and I grabbed the trophy out of her hand, which actually looked like a golden statue of Baal. And I broke the trophy over my leg, roaring, and I, and I roared, this is the spirit of Elijah, and I broke it. 
And I immediately continued after I broke that, I immediately continued to prophesy and I declared this. When the execution and death of Hillary Clinton is announced, it will be the sign that the ruling principality over New York State is falling. Wow. Jezebel is being overthrown from this nation. And I looked and I saw that those gathered for Jezebel's award ceremony had, were now all leaving. The award ceremony was broken up and they all left. And Jezebel was angry and she approached me and threatened me. Uh, she told me, I'll make it the goal for the rest of my life to get you. That's what she said. So that's like five, six years ago-ish, because this is, that's okay, 17, 2017 to now. And that's, folks, that's a very literal word of the Lord. That's, it says, when the execution and death of Hillary Clinton is announced. That's literal. Yeah. It will be the sign that the ruling principality over New York State is falling and Jezebel is being overthrown from this nation. That's a huge word. That's a promise. That's yeah. a prophecy. It's a promise. It's a, wow, that's a good news sign. So, so prophets often don't get the when unless the when involves an event. Yeah. So when you see this event happen, you know, know that da, 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 is at the door. And so that, wow. And you know what? By the way, I'm just going to tell you something. I think on Monday we have uh, Charlie Shamp coming on. We've only had him a few times. Um, but he has a word and it has Hillary Clinton in it. Wow. And it involves death. So mm -hmm. I want people to watch on Monday when Charlie Shamp comes on. I don't want to, no spoiler alerts here. Uh, oh, I guess I'm sorry. Julie says it's not confirmed yet. We're gonna we're gonna offer that to him. I thought she'd confirm that. So we'll, if we hope he'll be on Monday. If not, we'll get him. Sorry about that. You know, the guy who runs the who's, who runs the channel <laughs> is the one that gets in trouble all the time. <laughs> that is funny. That's funny. All right. So, anything else you want to say about that? Well, you know, there's a lot that could be broken down in that, but. Um, you know, I think I think it's interesting that it happened in on the same court that was taking place with church, the church worshiping on one half. And then this was happening on the other half. And I think we're seeing so much of this play out before our eyes. It seems like so much of the church has been diluted and um, tolerant and unaware of just yeah. how severe this spirit has been. It's it's literally I take this as a threat against children, as against wow. youth. It, this spirit is looking to award. It's having an award ceremony. It's saying, come on, participate with me. I'm going to do whatever it takes so you know you're going to. it's going to benefit you. It's going to bless you. I mean, this is the kind of uh, intense, violent spirit that we're dealing with. It's going after our children right behind our backs. Or in front of our face. In, in or in front of our face. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm struck with this. I don't think this is much of a stretch at all to say that when God shows you the court, he's showing you court, the court of heaven yeah. uh, as one thing, that when you come before the court of heaven and you're arguing your case and yet you're sitting there watching all these things happening for you, I, there's, some, there's something in that, too, that... Uh, because uh, most of us in the last few years, we've been talking about taking our case to the courts. 
Yeah. Of heaven. And we need to make sure that we're, we're in, you know, the, the, the term that John Weber used to use is doing the stuff. You need to be taking care of business, um, even if it's only prayer that you can do. But wow, good stuff. Anything else before we move on? Or? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Uh, no, I think, you know, I think that one encouragement too is I do believe that the fact that I was rising up and I said, yeah. this is the spirit of Elijah. You know, it's not about, you know, it's not just about me. It's saying, here's what's coming. There, the good. spirit of Elijah is about to rise up and to break the power of this Jezebel domination over a culture. And, and that's what I saw. The award ceremony was breaking up. They all left. I believe there's coming a great, uh, you know, jailbreak, so to speak, from Jezebel's domination. And we're going to see the youth, I believe, have a sweeping encounter with the Lord and, um, and, and I really believe that, you know, it was playing out like it did in the scriptures when Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal and fire was sent down from heaven and Jezebel immediately after threatened his life. And that's exactly what took place in the dream. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, I think we can see some of that happening even now is, you know, there's a threat. Don't ever, don't you say anything about this. Don't you come out and, and say that LGBTQ is wrong or, or perverse. We need to, um, it's trying to silence the voice of the prophets. And so, wow. Wow. but, but moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Go to that next one. That number four, that May 20 of this year, right? That's only days yeah. ago. Yeah. So May 20th, um, 2023. And I thought this is interesting. Um, you know, when I get these dreams, I, I really don't have, I don't have much context. I don't have any like current, um, you know, real understanding. I haven't been paying. And it's not like you, so you don't go into with an agenda to dream something, to fix something. Yeah. And, and sometimes when I have these dreams, I even, I even question like, God, is this, are you sure? Did I miss it? Like, yeah. So. Cause it's so, so off because it's so off the wall. You think, why would I dream something like that? Right. I mean, do you, yeah. let me ask you that because that happens with me a lot. I, uh, I'll have a dream and I go, that just has to be a pizza dream because I ate something. Uh, Robin Bullock assured me that every single dream is essentially from the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of them that go by the wayside because I don't know how to interpret it or yeah. who to ask at that time because it's so off the wall. So does that happen to you too? Do you still kind of try and describe it as a stress dream from time to time because you can't figure it out or what? Um, every rare once in a while, there's one that I, I think might be like, like maybe, uh, you know, my subconscious kind of, uh, just being some anxious thoughts, yeah. um, definitely. But, but even in that I get Intel from everything I, I can, I can see even in a dream where my heart is anxious or what's going on in some of the deep places of my, my own soul, or, you know, the Lord will show me those kinds of things. Um, but I'll get intel from most dreams from the Lord. And um, it, it, yeah. And so the interpret, interpretation process, it's taken a time. It's taken time to learn the language of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, he stayed the spirit and the word really, uh, they confirm one another. And so it's important for people to know that, too, that Very good. the word is really helpful in that. Totally. All right. So. OK, so 
Uh, More Hillary Clinton stuff, huh? Yeah. Yep. So this May 20th, 2023, in my dream, I saw that I had a covenant friend. Not sure who that was, um, but they had keys to unlock dark basements to find nefarious things. Yeah. Well, I actually do have a thought about the covenant friend, but I'll I'll share that maybe after the show. Okay. Um, uh, they had keys to unlock the dark basements to find nefarious things. A high or top officer who was in charge of operations to uncover and access these um, basements. This person met with me and he told me he needed some things to break open on Hillary Clinton. He needed what we would find so that he could both prosecute and bring everything into the light. So next in the dream, I found myself in the presence of Hillary Clinton. She was wearing pink and I was having uh, a conversation in person with her. And she let me very near to her. So I don't think she was aware of who I was. So in the next scene, I realized I had taken, somehow I had taken and accessed her personal camera with both video and voice recordings. Whoa. Okay. I knew this was damning evidence of terrible crimes. Hmm. I knew that Hillary Clinton did not know that I gained access uh, of any of this. And then I said out loud, I'm going to get this into the light as soon as possible. And I knew that I could get this safely into the right channels. So that was the dream. And I really believe, I think it's both literal, but also symbolic. Uh, so I believe that Hillary Clinton may be a representation, a symbolic figure for Jezebel because of the other dream I had and, and some yeah. others as well. And so I really believe that God is going to, uh, is calling us as prophetic intercessors to capture Jezebel's operations of defilement hmm. and all of that through the exposure of her. When I say her, I mean the spirit of Jezebel, her illegal and nefarious activity through pornography, human and child trafficking, et cetera. Well, well so, you know, I do believe, and I, you know, I do believe that there are videos that, that are being prepared to, on some level, be shown well, right, and it kind of makes sense because you because we know that that was a literal word about when when Hillary is ex, is reported as executed. Well, that doesn't happen unless people are out there gathering intel and preparing for the for the tri, for the um, tribunals. I'll just say that because yeah. the normal court system that we have has all been sold out to the deep state. Most of it, not every judge, but probably the majority of them. So it's going to have to be a tribunal. Now, this is me. I'm almost prophesying it, but I'm just saying that's more of a, that's the only way it can be kind of a thing, you know. Uh, but anyway, so, but you're also saying she's a, she's a figure representing Jezebel, which is the Jezebel in our lives, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Jezebel that's, that's basically that spirit that's dominating the, the prevailing spirit over our culture. And yeah. so, but which is operating 
in dark basements. And, and that's where I think we have to understand as prophetic intercessors, we need it all to come out. We need to get this into the light. There is so much horrific things taking place. And I want to say this about pornography. Pornography is a, is a system governed by Jezebel. And if we, if we think that the people that are involved in that um, are just so excited to be there and wanting to do that, I want to say that's one of the biggest lies. These, most of these people, I want to say majority of those involved um, are, are being human trafficked. They're, they're abused. They're being psychologically manipulated. And many of them are afraid for their lives. And this oh, is wow. a, it's a system of death. It's a, uh, a work of incredible. It, yeah, it's incredible evil. And that's pornography is on the, um, that's on the light side of things. What's going on in the deeper realms is so horrific, but this is the stuff God is saying, I am about to surface this. And I believe he's saying the prophetic intercessors are going to capture um, all of the, the recordings. We're going to get everything out. Our prayers are so necessary and powerful to get these things into the right channels so that they can be uh, prosecuted. They can, there can be the tribunals. And so that's what I feel in my heart. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And now uh, number five is talking about Jezebel. So uh, by the way, I actually didn't pre look at these. So they probably all are. Um, that one doesn't. <laughs> there might be a couple that don't say the word, but that's really good. I'm glad you did that. So, you know, the wisdom of the Lord to bring those to the end. I was going to ask you when you saw a, a image of Baal in one of your dreams, the one before or the one before that, is this the a Baal, like the bull of Baal that people worship? Or what does the image of Baal look like when you say, if, if there, you know, if there is? I, yeah, I would say it looked a bit like a bull and it looked a bit like uh, the Baphomet sort of figurine as well. So, I don't know what that is, but it's a... Oh, uh, it's, it's that, it's kind of a half, it's like a half beast, half man. Oh, what, oh half, okay. Almost half like that. male, half like female. That, like that goat man thing? Maybe, maybe that's what it was, the goat man. It, it, it was, it looked like it had horns, so yeah. it was hard for me to really discern, but it looked like this veil bowl figure with like also the Baphomet. So wow, wow. that's the only way I could describe it. But, yeah. yeah. All um, right. Yeah. Now this one is even more recent. It's like six, six or seven days ago that you're about to share. Yeah. So this dream was on May 30th. And, um, and again, I don't know why, you know, well, I'll say this. I believe God's giving these dreams in uh with the right now and with the frequency he's giving them because this is getting ready to take place and um and i think well and i'll tell i'll go into that in a second yeah, all right yeah. so here's the dream may 30th and in my dream i was sitting with a prophet who i know for me has always been a sign uh to be in the war room for the nation um and so i knew You're that saying the prophet is one of those that's in the war room for the nation. Yeah. And originally he was one of the main prophets that appeared to me in a dream and said, Andrew, the Lord is calling you into the war room for the nation. Is this a, um, I'm just fishing. This, is this someone that's passed on? No. In fact, okay. he's a young, he's a young prophet. I see. Okay. I'm just leaving his name out only yeah. because I haven't really talked to him about this. Okay. Good, good. All right. 
That's, yeah. I was uh, going to say, if someone has passed on, it wouldn't hurt to tell people, but yeah, not, not the current thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was sitting with this prophet and I knew that we were in the war room for the nation. As, as I sat with him, I said, I had a dream with you. So in the dream, I said, I had a dream with you last night. And I, I always know that a dream within a dream means there's a deeper meaning to yeah. what I'm about to say. So I had a dream. I said, I had a dream with you last night. And in the dream, I saw that you had painted your eyes. And this prophet had a brother there that said, ah, that is a good word. And his brother, the prophet's brother, said, this is like Acts chapter 8, 26. Um, I just knew he was saying, this is Acts chapter 8, about Philip and the, uh, the eunuch, the Ethiopian. So let me just keep going and, and read this for a second. So long story short, I go to Acts 8 when I woke up from the dream. Here's what it is. It's in 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Um, I'll, I'll just kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. So he started out and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. By the way, he ran up to the chariot while it was riding. So yeah. uh, th that's a supernatural feat right there. And so Philip yes, asked so. him, what's that? Well, no, I had never thought about that. I assumed it was trudging along, but I guess a chariot, you know, would, would go pretty fast. Yeah, and, and, you know, Philip is uh, speeding alongside him and said, yeah. um, you know, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone explains it? And um, so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And then this is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and, and as a lamb before his shear is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth? And so obviously speaking of Christ. So the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Wow. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? If you believe with all your heart, you may. Uh, the eunuch answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And so he gave orders to the chariot uh, to stop. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water. Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. The eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. So in the dream, this, the dream's still happening. And I smiled. So I knew that this whole passage was a, was a word about... Um, when the prophet painted his eyes. And so then in the dream, I said, me and the prophet, or um, in the dream, I, I smiled at the prophet and the dream ended. I woke up instantly and thought of Jezebel and how she painted her eyes in the book of uh, Kings. I think it's second Kings 
Um, she painted her eyes when Jehu was riding towards her. So I wondered how this dream could be a good dream to see a prophet painting his eyes. I asked the Lord and I heard him say, it, the reason this is a good dream is it was a sign of where we are at in America. The spirit of Elijah is about to be released through Jehu's wild ride and it will overthrow Jezebel from the land. Wow. And I and um, I believe this is where we are at in America. And I believe Jezebel has made eunuchs of God's children. Yet the spirit of the Lord is coming to baptize them in power. They will be set free to overthrow Jezebel. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just going to say the spirit of Elijah is about to be released through Jehu. So the painting of the eyes was just somehow symbolic of this. It was like if someone were to ask, why did you paint your eyes? The prophet would have said, that's not the way you told it, but would have said this is a symbol of what, what Jezebel is doing right now while we're on the way to kill her, to see her. I don't know, something like that. Yes. So th this is what I feel because the prophet that I was talking to, I said, I had this dream. You were painting your eyes. And uh, and his brother said, ah, that's a good word. And so th then he took me to that passage in Ephesians. I believe that the Lord is saying, Andrew, this is where we're at right now. Jezebel, no, she is. She has come up in her palace. And it says in the uh, the book, Second Kings, I don't have the scripture in front of me, but yeah. it says there that she painted her eyes and went and looked out through the windows of her palace. I believe that Jezebel, she knew she was attempting to do whatever she could. Her last ditch effort to uh, appeal to um to quiet the raging madness of Jehu. And that's what the scripture says. He was writing like a madman. And this is interesting too. Jehu was a governmental leader. He was a, a war figure, governmental okay. war figure. And I believe in the same way, God is saying, this is where we're at. The military, uh, the law enforcement, the governments, they themselves are riding against Jezebel. They are carrying the sword of the Lord in the spirit of Elijah to throw her down. And this is where we're at. She is painting her eyes. It's the last ditch effort. And I think we're seeing it play out everywhere right now. If you look at, you know, Target, you look at all of yeah, these. It's really intense right now. Yeah. Boom. She's looking out through the windows. Her soul is flooding a nation right now. She's, you know, the eyes are the windows of the soul. Everything of her uh, foul, uh, demonic being and her intentions are being displayed to a generation, but it's not going to stop what God's about to do. And he's saying there is coming a baptism of the eunuchs. Isn't it interesting that the eunuchs were the ones that threw Jezebel down yeah. at the command of Jehu? And in this dream, that was the passage of scripture I was told to go to. Uh, the Ethiopian eunuch decided I'm going to get baptized. I, this is what I believe God's going to do. He's about to rescue a whole generation who have been under Jezebel's indoctrinations, the LGBTQ mm -hmm. uh, domination over the soul of a nation, the soul of a culture. This is all going to begin to break loose. They're going to become some of the greatest on fire prophets, leaders. And so. So good. And by the way, that thing about, um, 
the prophet painting their eyes. I can hear people go, why would that be symbolic of uh, Jezebel? But, you know, I remember it's like 35 years ago at a church, a prophet came and I was brand new to the prophetic and the guy uh, was ready to give a word of the Lord to the church. And he, the things that he did and said made me realize he was a pretty high-level prophet, even though he was young. And he was up on the stage by the platform, and he did a cartwheel, a flip. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. He turned himself upside down and landed back on, and the Lord says, I'm about to overturn everything, da 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 in this church. Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm not saying this was a judgment. But it's an interesting thing that that pastor's wife passed away of cancer suddenly, and a few months after that, the the um, the pastor did. I don't I don't know of any sin that they were in, but there was an overturning of things. Only God knows why that happened or how that happened. Um, but um, a prophet enacting what he's about to say is actually a biblical thing. Yes, uh, you know, and then they had what was the prophet that laid? Who was the one that laid naked on his side half the oh, time? Is that's that Ezekiel. Is it, it's Ezekiel, Jeremiah. One of those, some of those. I never can remember who did that because it's so like I don't want to dwell that. I don't even want to try and picture that. You know, um, but yeah, prophet enacting something is very, 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 very common uh, in scripture yeah. or very, very biblical. Maybe common's not the right word, but okay. Well, let's see. We got two more. Let's jump into. Um, Number six, dream November 17th of 2022. Okay. So uh, this was a pretty interesting dream. This this will tie into the Jezebel thing, as, as you'll see, um, which maybe, it, well, maybe it should be said, too, that um, I had a dream one time. This isn't one I wrote down, but it'll give a little context. I had a dream where Lou Engel's wife, handed me a book and I knew in the dream it was a scroll it was like it was like for me and I read it and I don't know what I read but then I walked over in the dream to Lou Engel and I said now I know what my main um, Elijah prophetic mandate is is to overthrow Jezebel off of the LGBTQ and so wow. Wow. you know that was news to me, you know, but I got that in the dream and I really felt like. Yeah, so the, all, all that revelation, you're not saying you did it in real life. You're saying in the dream, you said this. Yeah. In the dream, I'm saying this. Wow. After I read the scroll, I, I discerned that God had a mandate, an Elijah prophetic mandate to overthrow Jezebel from the LGBTQ, which further confirmed that that's what this prevailing spirit, it, it's, trying to bring in a you know a whole generation into an award ceremony it's saying experiment with this stuff you know enter into perversion mm -hmm. you know all of this stuff is it's so the mind of uh the enemy but you know that operation of jezebel so um so i'm saying all this because i really believe god's saying Andrew, this is part of the call on your life that, yeah. that you're to help see this broken off um, so the dream that I had on November 17th, 2022 was this. In my dream, I saw Dutch Sheets and Chuck Pierce. We were sitting in a war room at a round table. They asked me what the Lord has been saying and if I had heard anything from him in, in my dreams. And I said, yes, 
And then I said the word revival. I said revival. And when I said the word revival, the word revival actually spelled out in front of us and came and sat on the table. Um, and then I Can immediately you explain the, sat on the table. Do you mean what are you like? Like the words, like the word R or the letters oh. R E V. Yeah, oh, the, okay. the word itself spelled out in front of us. A sentence, or you know, just the word. Yeah, just the word revival, and it, okay. it literally came and like stood on the table. It was very hmm. interesting, and so, um, I I said when I looked at that word immediately, I said, "No, it's more than revival. What is coming is heaven on earth, and we have never experienced." what is coming. And so at that moment, Dutch Sheets turned to me, looked at me and said, well then, Andrew, you need to keep your focus in prayer on the 100,000. Now, in the dream, when he said that, so the dream ended when yeah. he said, keep your focus on the 100,000. However, be, right before the dream ended, I remembered a previous dream I had had. So a previous dream I had had, I didn't write this down, Steve. Oh, okay, so I'm looking to, for, okay, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. So the previous dream I remembered was when I was in Berkeley, California in 2014, I had a dream where a messenger came into the room where I was and he said, um, 100,000 of the LGBTQ have just now been saved, healed, and delivered. Whoa. And I said in the dream, I said, well, then if 100,000 of the LGBTQ have just been saved, healed, and delivered, then they have all been saved, healed, and delivered. And what I knew was that 100,000 would be the key number. It would be when you get 100,000 testimonies of people getting saved, healed, and delivered out of the LGBTQ, that would be the key number that breaks the ideology of this acceptable norm, acceptable perversion, this, uh, you know, this lifestyle. And I knew it would break the power and the principality that was operating it. And so I also knew that Bob Jones had given a prophecy about, and I believe it was in the 80s or the 90s, he gave a prophecy that there would be 100,000 LGBTQ saved. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. Of course, he probably wouldn't have even used that term because that came more. But yeah. he, was, he probably would have said the homosexual community or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. So that was the dream. And I knew, I knew it was like marching orders from the Lord. Yeah. And he was saying, I'm giving you a target. Aim, aim this thing. I'm giving you a key and a target. Pray. Pray for a hundred thousand, a sweeping baptism of salvation, healing, deliverance on a hundred thousand of the LGBTQ. And so, would you say that that's not only instruction for you, but God's having you share this so other people would continue to agree with that and pray for a hundred thousand to be delivered from? Oh, absolutely. I hope oh. it's not just me. I I, yeah, I don't no. want it to be just me. God is saying, Andrew, I've raised you up to be a, a voice to help rally and bring together the intercessors. And so I want to, yeah, I, I believe the Lord Good. is charging us to say, contend for this. Because at the, the you know, K 
Can you imagine a hundred thousand testimonies of people? No. It's going to break the back of this I mean, ideology. Yeah, it would be a, it started acceleration. I'm curious how fast that happens, but I want to reread this one sentence because you said first it was a revival. The revival came and sat on the table and that, that was it. That was the word. And then you said, no, it's more than revival. What is coming is heaven on earth. And we have never experienced what is coming. That I underline that. I don't want anyone to miss that. It is so good that what's coming, you know, we've been praying your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as is in heaven. This word is saying that's actually going to happen. It's yeah. heaven on earth. Those prayers that you've been praying, yeah. that Lord's prayer that you've been praying, that's a significant happening right there of that thing happening. So anyway. Well, and I didn't mention this. I didn't write this out, but in the dream, um, a cloud descended. When I said, when I said, no, it's more than a revival. It's heaven on earth. When I said that, a cloud actually descended and literally smashed the word revival. And I knew by revelation that we have no comprehension yet. Every every former past revival will. It's almost like God's saying it will all pale in comparison wow. to what is coming. So, so good. It's so exciting. Good. Yeah, very, very exciting. So, all right, well, we have one more here. Let's go jump into that. This one is June 17 of 2022, uh, even before this last one that you had. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, in this dream, I was, um, I was with several prophetic intercessors surrounding a large modern structure looked like an ancient pyramid. Mm. I knew in the dream that we were at a spiritual gate in which demonic principalities were influencing our nation. I was also aware that at the top of this pyramid, many children had been sacrificed to empower the darkness. In the dream, a major prayer leader said, we should not go up on this pyramid and mock these spirits. And if we just continue to pray quietly out here, they will eventually leave. But in the dream, a prophetic boldness came upon me. And contrary to this man's advice, I climbed to the top of the pyramid knowing, I knew this, that we were in a moment of time like it was on Mount Carmel when Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal. And like that ancient showdown, I knew that God was looking for an occasion to release fire upon these altars of child bloodshed. In the dream, as I stood on top of the pyramid, I was suddenly surrounded by demonic spirits breathing out intimidation and mockery towards me. I could literally see them. These evil spirits were huge and terrifying. And looking intently at them, I began to lift up the name of Jesus. They visibly reacted with fear anger and hatred of that name, but they did not leave. So I was made aware by the Holy Spirit that these powerful demonic spirits were able to remain because of the connection to the blood, pain, death, and trauma from the children. So in the dream, I cried out and said, God, how do we remove these evil spirits? Immediately in the dream, I heard the voice of the Lord say, Sing, Jesus loves the little children. 
I raised my voice with a roar and began to sing. Wow. Jesus, I'm not going to sing it for you all, but yeah, I sure. sing this. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. The whole demonic realm reacted with sheer terror, chaos, yeah. and confusion. As I watched these evil spirits, I knew by revelation that this song contained the very essence of God's justice for the children and his full intention to bring doom upon the demons and their altars. The dream ended as I watched darkness in full retreat from the sound of this song. Gee. So wow. go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say too, I thought, thought it was very interesting. The timing of that dream I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was maybe just a week or, or several days just prior to the uh, ending of Roe vs. Wade. I could oh, be really? Wrong. Oh, wow. Um, I want to ask you a question on the um, When you first read this part where the prayer leader said, we should not go up on this pyramid and mock these spirits, we should not go up and mock them. And if we just pray, continue to pray quietly out here, they will eventually leave. Was that... I couldn't quite tell if that was a correct word or a fearful word. What 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 did you discern in that when he was saying we shouldn't go there? Well, I I felt there was fear in in this person. Okay. You know, I didn't, I, in the dream, I wasn't thinking, "Oh, this person has fear." It was all right. of a sudden a a fire, a boldness overtook me that yeah. caused me to run up to the top. I knew it was the spirit of the Lord. And that's what I feel that sometimes we do what we think is wise. And yet it's not God's wisdom. It's actually uh, a veil of, you know, cowardice. It's that's yeah. what it is. And so I really believe that God's saying, hey, this isn't a time to just sit back quietly and pray. No, th this is an Elijah showdown. And Elijah, it's isn't it interesting? Elijah mocked the the prophets of Baal. Well, I was going to ask you that because did you, I, I was looking for did did you then start mocking them? And I'm not seeing that, but Elijah did flat out mock them. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think God's saying, hey, the key in this is to go mock principalities right. and powers. I just believe that he's saying, don't be afraid of them. Like, don't don't hesitate to do what I'm saying to well, do. It's right almost, now. if I could say it this way, someone would say, well, that's a mockery to just sing Jesus loves the little children. That was in and itself mocking the, the enemy. Absolutely. Yeah. Right on their altar, right, right on, on their, their altar, altar. Of, of child sacrifice and death. We're declaring that Jesus loves these children. And they knew in that moment that Jesus himself was going to, <laughs> was going to strike doom into their operation. So good. And I honestly believe the reason that, you know, I'm piecing this together because um, we're in a moment. I, I want to highlight that dream of Jezebel or of the prophet painting his eyes. I think the Lord is saying that we've come to a moment in time where Jehu's ride is about to begin. I, maybe it's already begun, but I really believe that this is the time we're going to see an escalation of confrontation I believe uh, yeah. Hillary Clinton, some things are going to come to the surface. And what has been hidden for so long that seems like it could never be possible is going to suddenly start to emerge. It's going to bring, I mean, this is the greatest fear I believe the enemy has is to be found out, to, 
for any of this stuff to really hit the light. And that's what the Lord's saying is, Jehu, we've got to be like Jehu right now, the spirit of Elijah. We have to ride, ride like wild men and wild women to tear this down. And we say, God, every place where Jezebel is dominating, where Jezebel is offering up the lives of our children, where Jezebel is seeking to capture the soul of our youth and our children, we say no more. We say in every place, this is being exposed and we're taking it all and we're giving it right now to the, the appropriate channels, to law enforcement, to military. Let, let them now uh, be empowered to ride against Jezebel. So that's so good. Really, so really I, good. And I mean, you know, and I'm just sitting here thinking, well, if someone were watching today and they go, well, practically, uh, Andrew and Steve, what are you, what are you communicating to us? You know, in the height of the absolute the enemy mocking us with the fact that he has sacrificed probably millions of children in a generation or millions. And uh, we don't know that. We don't believe that, but he has. It's yeah. literal that, that in prayer and devotion to the Lord, we stand in the face of the enemy and saying, Jesus loves the little children and it will render them powerless. I mean, in prayer, can you imagine, you know, people say, well, let's all hold hands and, hum or we'll do this thing well what if you all held hands and saying that around the world you know jesus loves the little children jesus is like he's saying i can't help myself if you do that what you know i it's interesting you say that steve because that's one of the things i felt on my heart was that this i think the dream has a literal component to it wow. and god said use the foolishness of this song use it as a key, as a weapon. God takes the foolishness things That's to confound the wise, the things that are not to nullify the things that are. And so what if the prophetic intercessors began to sing aloud this song? And, and, uh, and, and in addition to that, what if we took up that, that number of 100,000 and we begin to say, God, we believe for 100,000 uh, of the LGBTQ to encounter you're saving, healing, delivering love through Jesus' name. And, and so I just think these are some key uh, weapons or, or keys. Yeah, and, you know, that thing, I'm, I'm seeing this in my mind's eye, and I'm feeling that, that when you, I think some people are definitely going to be doing this on their own too, but they're, they're, it would be easy to think about only the sacrifice of children without realizing when you stand in the holy place of the Lord, in, in your heart, saying Jesus loves the little children. He's talking about the LGBTQ trans, da, 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 da. he's talking about the trans that are, that are, some of them are starting to turn violent intentionally. Yeah. Uh, but when you're singing Jesus loves the little children, that's who he's talking about. That's who is on your heart and in the Lord's heart. He wants those people set free. So anyway, yeah, well, uh, Andrew, uh, go ahead and pray. You know, if any, if you, if the Lord will give you any practical steps of anything else we would do now or at a later time, let, be sure and let us know on that. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Steve also, I don't know if you were going to uh, highlight this, but I, I've been, I've been pushing this to my friends at least and to my circles is that we created a decree, a little decree book that's oh. called Family Decrees. And it's like 132 decrees for the family which 
which really includes a lot of these things we're covering today. About You've got that in written form for people? How do, yeah, how, how do they get, get a hold of that, Andrew? You can go to VanquishPW. VanquishPW.com and they, and they can get those in. Yeah, it's a, um, it's, a down, it's a PDF. You can download it, um, you know, read it directly on your computer or you can um, print it off. But um, it's, yeah, I just wanted to offer that to people to tell them, okay. you know, it's for a, a, a small purchase price. But it basically, I've been, I've been passing it around to my people and saying, use this in your family. I pray it over my kids because I feel like we're at war and, and we can't be playing around when the spirit of Jezebel is seeking to dominate our families, our children. So this is part of my heart is I want to empower people to, to take authority over your homes and families too. So, yeah, uh, you know what I'm thinking um, from a practical standpoint, before you pray, I'm just going to tell people what I'm going to do tonight. My wife and I, we've been married 45 years with very few single exceptions. We pray together every night for 45 years, including when we were dating, we pray together. Um, and, but tonight what we're going to do is we're going to sing that song. We're going to sing Jesus Love Little Children when we pray together. We're just going to do it. I've never sung <laughs> in our prayer in 45 years, but tonight we're going to sing that song with the LGBTQ and, and all the other children in mind. And I just exhort you all to do the same thing when you go to bed at night, get with your spouse or whoever would agree. Maybe a husband wouldn't want to and a certain wife wouldn't want to sing it alone if that's all you can do. And sing it if you're single. Sing it, but sing. Let's let's have the the nearly two hundred thousand that will see this. Uh, if two hundred of you would just say, you know what, on my own in my bathroom when no one's listening, I'm going to sing this. That will carry a huge weight with the Lord. It just will. Yeah. You know, there's a wow. that's two hundred thousand. You know, so um, let's do it. Okay. So anyway, jump in and pray then, Andrew. Mm -hmm. if you will. Wow. Well, Father, we just say uh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you are doing in our day. And Lord, we know that the enemy is at work. We're not ignorant of it. Uh, but Lord, we are even more impressed by the victory of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray today, Lord, I'm asking God that you would empower us with a a release of the Elijah mantle on this generation. Yes, we pray for an Elijah fire to grip us in this hour. Yeah. Lord, we ask God for every place yeah. uh, where we've had toleration, any compromise. Right now, we just wash our hands in the blood yeah. of the lamb. We throw down, by the grace of God, the tolerations um, of, of Jezebel and her seductions. And Lord, right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we rise up to just say, let Jehu ride. Let the wild anointing come forth out of government, yes, out of the military. Let it overthrow Jezebel in our generation. Let every place of human and child trafficking be exposed, be found out, be captured and thrown down. Lord, we pray, God, for uh, Hillary Clinton's, the the. Uh, the cachet of video of evidence yeah. of all of the, the crimes against humanity, the crimes against children. We're saying now, let it all come to the light where we take hold of it and give it into the channels, the right channels of those who have the authority to prosecute, to, to carry out tribunals. Lord, we just pray round up Jezebel and all of her children 
Um, those who are unyielding in their way, unrepentant in their way, and we pray, break their power off of this generation. Lord, we also just pray for a prevailing wind shift. We pray the spirit of Elijah would come upon America for such a time as this to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. And Lord, we pray that you would give us um, uh, wisdom to know how to pray in these days. I'm asking yeah. God, you would release, um, you would release a baptism of salvation, of healing, of deliverance to a hundred thousand of the LGBTQ. Yeah. And Lord, we pray. I pray, send angels to begin to trumpet the song that Jesus loves the little children. We just thank you that you do, Lord. You love the little children, all the children of the world. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Wow, very, very, very powerful, Andrew. All right, well, I, I hope many of you, if not all of you, will do this with, with us. And you're, sometime today, before you go to bed, sing that song at bedtime. Uh, whatever's it works out for you in your car alone, because it's the only safe place for you, that's fine. In the bathroom, that's fine. Uh, just wherever. And if you're in a shopping center and that's the only place you can get away alone, Sing, sing it under your breath, you know. Uh, let's just add our voices to that. I think that's a very powerful word of the Lord. So, all right. Tomorrow is Donna Rigney, so don't want to miss it. They went up to the, um, I think it's Mount Rushmore, and they've got a report. And and uh, I, I was there with it. Oh, you were there with Donna? Oh, yeah. do, you, do you want to just say what it was? What was this gathering? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we did something on uh, this past weekend. Uh, Donna Rigney was there. Um, uh, Manuel Johnson, Johnson was there. there. And um, uh, why am I blanking out on her name? But there the was other some... names that were names I didn't recognize when I because I remember seeing that now that you mentioned it. And I'd forgotten that you were there. Yeah, Donna my friend, Mary, my friend, Mary Crowley had a, an event. Oh, right, and... She's got a connection to Hollywood. Uh, she's very much involved with Hollywood. So anyone else you can think of? Uh, yeah, let's see. Gosh, there was a lot of people. Well, S.G. Anon was there. Oh, he was, wasn't he? So I did see that. And then was Juan O'Savin there as well? He couldn't come, but he showed. He did a video there, and so. And what did you? What were you there for to do? What was the event? Well, I I was there on that on Friday night to specifically along with a young man named Marcus Rogers. He's a okay. um, he's a black man a pastor okay. in Chicago, Illinois. But we together really released um, a commissioning for Operation Fury. And um, I've shared that on a previous, I think, episode with Johnny Inlow. But we, we really said, hey, it's, we're, we're commissioning a new day of the Lord's fury upon a people uh, to begin to pray for the overthrow of Jezebel, human, uh, human and child trafficking, and so um, wow. it, it came from a dream where we, we saw that God had an operation that he was doing from heaven called Operation Fury. So we, we did that. We prayed. We, we commissioned a, a company of people to be those who would believe for these kinds of things to take place. So it was a very powerful weekend. Donna was there. She was opening up a portal over the place. And there was some real angelic activity. It was it was very profound. Wow. I'm excited to hear what wow. she has. Yeah, that okay. Now I have a lot more context for that. So, so that's for tomorrow. We're actually recording it this afternoon, uh, but you'll see it tomorrow. So, 
All right, everybody, have a great day. We appreciate it so much, Andrew. This is very, very, very rich and helpful and wonderful and visionary and all of the above prophetic. So have a great day, everybody, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.